Good evening and welcome to St. Mary of the Mount of the South Side and Mount Washington Parish Community as we celebrate the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Serving today as your lector and musician, my name is Thomas Conroy, and our celebrant is Father Michael. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Where two or three are gathered in his name, actually, or 20 of us gathered in his name, Christ is here, God is present, the Spirit is with us in the midst of one another and in God's midst as well. As we gather, we're celebrating the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time and, of course, also celebrating Labor Day weekend, keeping in mind how we are partners with God, co-responsible in many ways for uh, the work of creation and uh, caring for it as well as building up creation for the good of all. As we gather, let us just pause for a few moments as we begin. Let's just enter into a few moments of silence, whatever our day, our week, uh, however it has been, and let us be with one another, trusting that with one another we are also with God and surrounded by God's mercy. Lord Jesus, you have called us as your disciples. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you fill us with the gift of your Spirit. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you call us to be church and to share your mission. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. God, by whom we are redeemed and receive adoption, look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Let us be seated and attentive to God's word. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, 
You, son of man, I have appointed watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. If I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way, the wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he refuses to turn from his way, he shall die for his guilt, but you shall save yourself. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 95. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be, are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil to the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ 
and entrusting us to the message of reconciliation. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. This is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his faults between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That passage of Scripture is oftentimes pulled out of its context and used to be like an introduction to prayer or an introduction to a, a gathering of people who are, who are coming together to do the, the, the will or the work or the prayer or the, um, the, the mission, the, the mercy, share the, the, the corporal works of mercy of the church where two or three are gathered in my name. As a matter of fact, I used it right at the beginning of this liturgy, right? Two, three, 20, it's all good, right? <laughs> But oftentimes when we hear that passage of Scripture, again, we forget the context from which it was taken. And remember, that was the concluding line of Christ as he talked about what it takes when one is dealing with a brother or sister that has offended them. And after saying what has been bound on earth is bound in heaven, what has been loosed on earth has been loosed in heaven. And so really, when we hear that phrase, where two or three are gathered in my name, what it really is about, it's about what it takes in the work <laughs> of what it means to be church, right? It's really about struggling for truth and reconciliation. That's what two or three gathered in his name is really all about. Now, remember, we just finished uh, 
the last couple of weeks hearing a couple of different stories or passages where Peter was the central character. And if you recall too, there's something incredibly comforting as we're hearing these stories about Peter, who we see to be one of the predominant leaders of the early church, possibly even the forerunner again of the first pope, right? He being the central person in Jerusalem and Rome who was oftentimes turned to when it came to difficult decisions that had to be made for a sense of authority within the church. But remember the passages that we heard over the last several weeks laid out an understanding of Peter as quite human. <laughs> right? And that's why in many ways it's quite comforting as well. Because remember, two weeks ago, we heard as he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, you are Peter. You are rock. And on you, the church, I shall build my church. And then goes on to say, very similar to what we heard in today's gospel, by the way, what is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. What is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. So really it's about unity. Peter is supposed to be about unity. But... Remember just last week what we heard. We heard not only is he the rock on which the church is built and the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Last week we heard where he basically pulled Jesus aside after Jesus said this is what the Messiah must do. He must suffer and die at the hands of others and will rise on the third day. And Peter says, surely not. <laughs> and, and he is told, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are a stumbling block. And so Peter, the church, <laughs> is both rock and obstacle. And there's something incredibly comforting about that, right? Because that's really our experience of church if we really are honest about it. And now we go on to hear a passage about what it means and what it takes in the work of the church. Now, just a real quick aside. Unless it's in the context of love, what Matthew's gospel says and what Jesus says in Matthew's gospel will not work. It has to be in the context of love. I would say it also has to be in the context of like family or church. It has to be within the confines or the container that holds us together where we can't just walk away, right? So, so that's the precursor. It has to be in the context of the bonds of love. But notice just how common sense and practical the advice of the work of the church is when it comes to the, how we are fractured and broken in our relationships. First of all, that's the way it will always be. On this side of the kingdom, <laughs> until the fullness of the kingdom comes for you and I, should we get there, right? There will always be fractured and brokenness. And that is true of the church. That is true of any family. It doesn't matter how holy they're striving to be. It doesn't matter how much love that surrounds any family, right? There's always brokenness within human relationships. There's always a need for what we hear in today's gospel passage. Very common sense, practical work of the church what it means to try to come to truth and reconciliation. If a brother or sister sins against you, what do you do first? You go to the person. Now, 
Do we often do that? Think about it. I once heard that when a marriage happens and two families come together, it's a war between two parties, nations, or religions trying to get converts. Right? Do you remember that? When two families come together, it's a war between two parties trying to get converts, right? Because this is what we oftentimes do, right? If if you don't like your mother-in-law, you go to your brother or your sister and you say, can you believe what she does, <laughs> right? When something happens in the context of church, think about it, right? If I do something that offends you, most times people go to somebody else and say, you know, can you believe Father Michael? Can, you know, is that, you've never done that, have you? Okay, good, I'm glad, right? right? When somebody, you know, can you believe so-and-so's crying baby? Boy, wouldn't that be nice if that was here right now, right? Uh, isn't that what we do, right? Instead of going to the person, what is oftentimes much easier is to talk about that person <laughs> or to go around or maybe to get converts. So it's like, get the, maybe if I get enough people on my side. But that's never happened at St. Mary of the Mount or within the staff or within the context of this community or even coming together within Prince of Peace, St. Mary of the Mount. That, that doesn't happen, so that's good. So we got that one down. But go to the person first. That takes incredible love and commitment. Now, it doesn't always work. If that doesn't happen, take two or three people. And that's not ganging up on, but it's like, let's take an account, just just check in. Let me see if if what I'm seeing is right or wrong, if if this person's right or wrong. And again, sometimes it's not about being right. It's just about trying to get through or see different perspectives that are happening and going on. And so notice what happens. Person first, a couple people at a time. And then finally he says, if that doesn't work, when someone has offended you or sinned against you, then what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go to the church. And notice there's kind of like a development of going to a sense of authority here as well. And actually, in Matthew's gospel, the word church is only used two different times, and this is only the second time. It's only the only two times that it's actually used in any of the four gospels. And so there's this understanding of, of the community of God's people and the the work it takes in order to come to truth and reconciliation. Where two or three are gathered in God's name, my name, there I am in the midst of them. That is so true. We are filled with God's presence, God's spirit. But brothers and sisters, that takes great work (laughs) within the context of family, within the context of church. And it takes great love, (laughs) great love. As Paul says, owe nothing to anyone except to love. That is fulfillment of the law. Two or three are gathered in my name. Takes incredible work. But there is truth and reconciliation. Trusting the power of God's love in our midst, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For an end to prejudice, systemic racism, and violence, we pray. <laughs> 
Hear us, O Lord. For the grace this week to seek reconciliation with those who have offended us, we pray, hear us, O Lord. For those experiencing hurricanes and natural disasters, we pray, hear us, O Lord. We remember new parishioners and the recently baptized and those with birthdays and anniversaries during this month. We pray, hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Nicholas Ragano, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray, hear us, O Lord. We remember today Sandy Riley and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray, hear us, O Lord. Hear us as we entrust ourselves to you, to your love and mercy, for we bring these prayers before you as your church, your people, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. At the Savior's commands formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For those listening to this Mass on the podcast, I offer the prayer of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Just one announcement before we stand for the closing prayer and final blessing, and then I invite you forward for communion. Um, There should have been a mailing that arrived at your house this week, and that was about the uh, completion of the merger process that we've been on now for almost two years. And so there is a video kind of presentation posted on our parish website. And we did that as opposed to gathering a bunch of people together in a space for like a town hall assembly to do a presentation. So it's a virtual assembly, virtual presentation. And then there's also opportunity to offer feedback 
for that assembly and the information that was shared, as well as to uh, offer final input into recommending a name for our new parish community that will begin in January of 2021. And so, again, remember, we're submitting fifth, or excuse me, five final names to the bishop who will make the final decision about what our new parish coming together will be named. Um, so, give your input. Lastly, uh, after the final blessing, as you're coming forward for communion, again, many of you have experienced this before, again, kind of alternating sides coming forward, one line up the center aisle, giving yourself some physical social distancing once you receive communion, then exiting out the, the side door. But again, reminding that um, before you leave your pew, please put the kneeler down. That's an indication for the, the cleaning crew, the cleaning and sanitizing to focus particularly on that area. Thank you. Grant that your faithful, O Lord, whom you nourished and endowed with life through the food of your word and heavenly sacrament, may so benefit from your beloved son's great gifts that we will merit an eternal share in his life, for he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe. And please know that we are always praying for you. Ubi caritas est vera, est vera, Deus ibi est, Deus ibi est. The love of Christ joins us together, let us rejoice in him. And in our love and care for all, now love God in return. Ubi caritas est vera, est vera, Deus ibi est, Deus ibi est. In true communion let us gather, may all divisions cease, and in their place be Christ the Lord, the risen Prince of Peace. Ubi caritas est vera, est vera, Deus ibi est, Deus ibi est. May we who gather at this table to share the bread of life become a sacrament of love, your healing touch, O Christ. Ubi caritas est vera, 
est fera Deus ibi est Deus ibi est For those in need make us your mercy For those oppressed your might Make us your church a holy sign of justice and new life. Ubi caritas est vera, est vera, Deusi.